Well, good morning, everybody. I hope everybody is doing well. It's a bright and beautiful sunny day here in Michigan, so looking forward to spending a beautiful afternoon out in the sun. You know, if you're on Facebook Live, uh, whether you're on our YouTube channel or maybe you're listening to one of our Tough Questions for God uh, podcast channels, uh, I want to thank you for being here with us this morning, especially on such a beautiful morning. I realize that, you know, you could be anywhere, but then again, you can be anywhere and still dial in. So uh, keep that in the forefront of your mind and share and like uh, our videos and, and share the website and, and that connectivity with those uh, people in your, in your friends and family circle. So again, thanks for being here this morning. Uh, let's open with a word of prayer today. Father, we are humbled and grateful to be able to be here this morning, especially virtually, in a way that will help us to connect with each other and to connect with you. So, Lord, we just pray that you would bless this time together and that in you we would find all of the things that we, that we are looking for and searching for in this life and that you would just be gracious and patient with us. And it is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. And again, I want to say thank you for joining me this morning. Uh, it means a lot. It really does. We're, we're in a series, and the series is titled, What's the Point? And in this series, I'm, and I've described this before, but for those of you that are just joining me in this series today, I want to explain what it is that we're doing. You see, what I'm doing here is I'm giving you the major point or the major theme of each one of the books of the Bible. And we're starting in the New Testament. Uh, we've been through Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and today we're going to take a look at the Gospel of John. And we're going to look at it and say, what is the main point that John is trying to share with us here? What's the main point of it all? Well, I want to open with a scripture that he opens his book with. And again, this is from John chapter 1, and it starts with verse 1 and goes through verse 5. And I'm going to read it for you, and uh, as we put it up on our YouTube channel, it will be on the screen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that had been made. In him was life, and that life was the light for all of humankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And that's, again, the first five verses of John chapter 1, John uh, chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. To me, it's one of the most important scriptures and one of the most important descriptions of who God is, of who Jesus is in the Bible. And I believe that if we could ever humanly understand fully and completely what all of those words mean, what it means that Jesus was with God and that Jesus is God, and, and understand that completely, it would be a life-changing event. I, I firmly believe that. Well, for most of us, we understand who God is through our sense of human reason, you know, through our experiences, through the physical world. And we all do that. I mean, it's how we understand life uh, uh, as we know it. It's how we understand new ideas, new concepts, 
we go to school and we learn, you know, new subjects and subject matter. And, and we understand those. We process it through what we already know, which is based on the physical world. But, you know, with, with this scripture that John starts off with, he's telling us that there's much more to Jesus than what you just see physically or what you just hear, you know, audibly throughout his ministry. There's a lot more going on there, he's saying, than what you see, you know, firsthand. I know when I first became a, a believer and first started uh, my religious training, and you know, it goes all the way back to being in Catholic grade school, and you know, we understood God, or I understood God, by the physical things that you know I had experience with already. You know, I knew what you know, it felt like to you know look up and not be able to see the sun because it's so bright. You know, your eyes can't stand it. Or I know what it feels like for the warmth of the sun on your on your skin and I know what you know all of these physical things that's how I understood and that's how I processed what scripture in my religious upbringing taught me about who God is John says to us he says you know we read about these ideals about God being three persons in one God we read about God's being all-powerful and omnipotent and all-knowing and and we read about his strength and we read about his holiness. And these are the ideas, the concepts that the book of John focuses on. You know, he not only reports some of the, you know, miraculous things that Jesus did, but John goes further and says, you know, don't just take that on, you know, face value. Don't just take that with, with your human reasoning as it stands. He says, understand that there is a spiritual a deeper side of who Jesus is, of who God is, that I want to get into. And he does a beautiful job of this. In the scripture that I just read to you, here's a couple of examples. Uh, John says he was God. And then he says he is God, you know, past and present. And then he says, you know, he was with God from the very beginning. Well, that's difficult to understand, too. And he, he goes further. He says he made all things. They were all made for him. And, and you know, he is the light of the world. He's talking about Jesus being the, the author of it. He's talking about Jesus being the one who has all of the gifts, all of the graces, all of the things that the human heart yearns for. He says they all come through Jesus. And that's part of the spiritual journey that we go through as we grow in our love and our faith and who Jesus is. Now, in the book of John, he only talks about seven different miracles, and we're not going to go through all of them today, but I want to share with you a couple of the most important ones. One of the miracles that he talks about in his book is the, the wedding banquet that took place in Cana. And he talks about how Jesus converted water into wine. Now, again, John's major emphasis in this book is not just to say, you know, God was with us during this time, and this is what we saw God doing. You know, these are the miraculous things that were done. No, that's not where John is stopping. John is, is going further saying, you got to realize that it's not just in these things he did, but God is present with all of us. 
in the world today, and he was not leaving each one of us to our own. John is saying that there is a much deeper aspect of God's presence in the world and in our life than what we see at face value. So at this wedding feast in Cana, uh, Jesus turns water into wine. You know, it was his first really recorded miracle in Scripture. Well, John expands on that. And in his writings, he talks about how water really in those days was something that was rep it was a representation of what was needed for cleansing, you know, physical cleansing. You know, the, the Pharisees and the scribes and the religious leaders, they would go through these cleansing rituals that were required by God back in the Old Testament times. And they always used water. And, you know, it's it, what John is emphasizing here is not just that Jesus took water, changed it physically into wine, but he's trying to emphasize that Jesus, being God, has the capability to take who you are today, as imperfect as you are, and turn you into something as like a beautiful Merlot or whatever. He, if he can, you know, water is one thing, but wine is something different. And Jesus can do the same thing in your life. He can take you as imperfect as we are, as yearning for God's holiness and righteousness, the good things as we are, Jesus is the ability to change us or to convert us spiritually into that person. And that's what he was, John was emphasizing here. John also identifies the time when, when Jesus was on the side of a hill teaching and he was out in a very remote area. And it got late in the day and people are getting restless and hungry and, you know, as humanly we do, right? I mean, let's face it, that's just part of life. And Jesus feeds the 5,000-plus people. Remember, there were 5,000 uh, people there, plus women and children. And, and this large group of people were fed from this small offering of a couple of fish and a couple of loaves of bread. Jesus asked the disciples, well, you know, what do we have? And they said, this is all we have. And then Jesus prays, and he he says, now you guys take these baskets and you go feed everybody. And we know from reading the story that there was, you know, 12 baskets, I think it was, of food that were left over. Once again, John is not focusing on this miraculous physical event that took place. John is focusing his writing on, guys, if Jesus can change you know, a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish into, you know, an abundance of these things to feed people. Think about what he can do in your own heart and in your own life, in the physical or the spiritual side of who you are. He's like, don't just focus on the miraculous event. Focus on the power and the strength and the wisdom and the grace and all of those things that were behind what Jesus did. And understand that Jesus, being God, can do that in each one of our lives. And then there was the time where, you know, Mary and, and Martha's brother, Lazarus, who Jesus loved dearly, he died. And Jesus was not there. And, and John identifies this miraculous event also that, you know, John was in this burial tomb for three or four days. 
And Jesus took his sweet time getting there. But what happened? Well, when Jesus got there, he went to the tomb with, with you know, Mary and Martha and whoever else was there. And they rolled back the stone and Jesus says, Lazarus, come on out. And he brought Lazarus back to life. Again, John or is not focusing simply on Jesus taking this dead, stinking body that was in this tomb and, you know, breathing life into it again, miraculously. But he emphasizes the fact that if Jesus can bring back life in a person physically, oh, how much more can he bring back in the life of a person who's letting him and, and will, will let him work in their life spiritually, in their heart. He, he's emphasizing, again, the greater miracle here, not just bringing back a dead body, but bringing new life into the spiritual aspect uh, of a person. And when I say spiritual aspect, I'm talking about our goals and our aspirations and our our deepest desires and our yearnings and our our love and, and all of that that makes us who we are, not just physically. And John does a beautiful, eloquent job of, of sharing that in his in his writings. And John also identifies another scripture that I'll read for you here that is a statement from Jesus. And again, this is one of those statements that if I ever understand this completely, what a life-changing event this will be. And here's what it says. It says, and this is Jesus talking. It says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And he's comparing physically and spiritually. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. What's he saying? He's saying, you know, the body might die, but you, the essence of who you are, your, your spiritual self will never die when you believe in me. It will never, ever die when you believe in me. But if you don't, there will be a spiritual death as well as a physical death. And that's what John emphasizes here, again, in his writings in the story about Lazarus coming back to life, is he's emphasizing the spiritual nature of what Jesus is doing. And then John also records what I believe are the three greatest, most important words ever spoken and ever written down and ever discussed or cherished, whatever you want to call it. And that is when Jesus was on the cross right before he died, and Jesus says, it is finished. Teletestai was the, the Greek. And what he says there is, it is finished. He's talking about not only my, my suffering on the cross is finished, you know, I'm going to die now. He's not saying that at all. He's saying the work that I came here, the reason that I was born into the world, the reason that God the Father sent me as God the Son into the world to live a perfect life and then suffer and die and to pay a price. He said, when I died, I took the sin of humanity and I took it upon my shoulder and I, I paid that spiritual, physical uh, death for the sins of humankind. So it's all done. It's all taken care of. And that's what he was saying was it is finished. He was saying to God the Father, you know, the reason you sent me here, I have accomplished it. It is done. 
Well, these are the things that I, I want you to kind of wrestle with and play with this week a little bit. And not to, you know, not to, you know, drive it into the ground here, but but the book of John deals more with the spiritual aspect of Jesus's ministry here and what he was doing in the lives and hearts of people spiritually and emotionally than he was physically in the world. You know, like Jesus said, I didn't come here to fix the world. I came here to redeem it. And he's talking about redeeming people in a way uh, so that we can return to God. We can live with God in the place and in the means that he always intended us to be. And that was in the kingdom of heaven. So, friends, that's what I want to leave you with today. Uh, again, thanks for joining me and uh, invite somebody to join you next week. Thanks and God bless. Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church, where we challenge our faith with some of the most difficult issues. Tough Questions for God is available on Facebook Live Sundays at 11.30 a.m. or go on our website at toughquestionsforgod.org and just follow the links on the homepage for YouTube or via podcast. Thanks for joining, and don't forget to like and share. God bless.